0: Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan.
1: Hello. We're just fresh off of our TV podcast that we're piloting. I didn't record, by the (laughs) way, so... We'll have to do that all again. <laughs>
0: That's a shame. I mean, I feel like we we could we could definitely have something here. We'll grab Garrett. We'll like get Embrace the Spoilers back or something. I don't know. Because like there's some real good TV on right now. And I'm not just talking about those super awesome little mini episodes that I found all over Alan Wake. Uh, there's yeah, there's some really good TV on right now. So
1: yeah some not so good tv it's it's
0: a missed opportunity and yeah some not so good tv as well
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i think if we were to do it i like again not saying we're gonna launch a a separate podcast here or revive another one but my idea was like a short little conversation we do a lot of pre-show stuff where we talk about like tv shows and stuff would be perfect for like some early access patreon stuff um but yeah like i'm watching midnight mass no spoilers haven't finished it yet Uh, But we had a good chat about that one. And and Ted Lasso, obviously, I finished it. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. Lots of I don't fun know how stuff.
0: anyone isn't watching, uh, well, both of those shows, honestly. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so, I mean, if you guys would be interested in, you know, Joss and Ryan talk for 20 minutes about a TV show and thrown up on the Patreon feed, then let us know. You can obviously post over on Patreon at patreon.com slash gamers in, or you can let us know over on our Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. But uh, yeah, you know, let's just let's jump right into this because I feel like This might be a long conversation. (laughs) So um, mostly just because, okay, so I played through Alan Wake Remastered this weekend and it is such a good game. I cannot believe I didn't play it like the first time around on release. It's just, it is so up my alley. It's disgusting. It's like somebody made a video game just for me. It's got like walking exploration it's got a really robust and interesting like stephen king out the wazoo type of a story it's got like interesting characters and this kind of cool hook and then but it's also got this like fairly engaging and difficult combat and like an interesting kind of combat system it's got puzzle solving like it just it ticks every single one of my boxes and i'm like why didn't I play this the first time around? Like, this game is so good.
1: <laughs> Man, and it was on your system, too. It was a 360. I know. I system.
0: owned it. I owned it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> like,
0: I, I don't even know.
1: Oh, and I think, like, it's one of those things. I remember when Alan Wake came out originally. It was sort of an under-the-radar uh, sort of cult classic game. Like, Remedy had was coming off of their... Um, Max Payne work and I and I think Max Payne was sort of done under Rockstar. So maybe this was their first I might be getting the history wrong, but I think this was their first self developed game in Alan Wake, um, after they split off or moved on from from Rockstar publishing. Um again, read Wikipedia, I might have that all wrong. But <laughs> I think like it kind of fell under the radar of a lot of folks. Um, because it uh it was it's for its time, you know, it's it's in good company right now. I mean, speaking of talking about TV and movies and video games, like there's a lot that has sort of brought this type of game forward. You know, when you talk about Alan Wake when it came out and you say, Oh, it's kinda like Twin Peaks, it's like you had like one show to point to as an example, but now you have so much content that is within the same realm that it kind of it just works for a lot more people because they're more used to that type of content. And I think like at the time, it just it kind of fell under.
0: There's a there's a lot more, um, I think, content out there. You're right. um, Whether it's movies or whether it's TV shows, I think just the horror genre in general has been more deeply explored and it's no longer the realm of like at least from like a mainstream perspective of like slasher killers, you know? Like it's not the Michael Myerses and the Freddies and the ghost faces of the world. It's like, there's a lot more like psychological horror. There's a lot of spooky stuff out there, lots of mysteries to be solved that kind of like, start to blend those genres a little bit. And I think they're just like, it's, it's brought that kind of content, you're right, to the like mainstream audience. And so I think if Alan Wake is something that you missed, but you're liking a lot of the modern interpretations of horror that have been out there lately, then you might want to take a look at Alan Wake. I think um, it got a little bit less jump scary for me. Um, The first couple of hours were really hard for me to get through. But after that, um, kind of once I started to master the combat, then the forest moments weren't as bad. But I think that, like... And actually, you know, even the... Uh, there weren't as many jumpy cinematics, I found, either. Like, they kind of had a lot of that, like, super spooky stuff as, like, set up off the top. And then, um, like, they they kind of worked their way away from it. Like, not away from it in terms of, like, the story. Like, the story was still very much driven by it, but it's, like, you didn't have super spooky cinematics or things popping out at you necessarily quite as much like there were still like every once in a while an enemy would jump from behind a closed door or something and scare you but it wasn't quite the same <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i think you're absolutely right like they they set the tone at the from what i'm remembering i had not played i have not played the remaster although i i think it's one that i'll i'll want to go back to eventually um they set the tone really well at the beginning of the game with sort of the environments and stuff and i'm and i'm kind of like being reminded of the game, not just through our conversations, but also from what I played this week, it, that really does look back at the original Alan Wake and and kind of brings it forward um, in the in the Remedy universe. But it's they do let you explore that world and and it sets up the rules. I think this is something I've talked a lot about with uh, the horror genre and video games, where I appreciate a good horror game when they set up um, the. The, the idea of a safety net, like the, the idea mm. of a safe room. And I don't know if, I can't really remember, but I think Alan Wake had those moments where you knew you were safe because X, Y, or Z, and you knew when you weren't, probably just because of the music that was kicking in <laughs> and the bad guys.
0: The music does play a really big part. Um, there's, there's some very ominous, there's an enemy in the area type of music. Um, There's a lot of really good sound design. I mean, often you can hear your enemies because they're all people. Mm -hmm. So you can hear them like uh, talking or you can hear like footsteps and stuff. Like the the sound, honestly, I think more than anything else in this game, the thing that I noticed was the sound design. Like it was freaking flawless. It was like, I mean, because the Pacific Northwest where this takes place is very much like a familiar kind of ecosystem to where we live and so like I could like I've been in that forest (laughs) and like it sounds just like that and like the boots crunching on leaves they got right and the just like the closed-in kind of spookiness of a of a foggy forest at night they got right. Like, the music itself was so good. And it just, like, everything about the sound design, except for those freaking birds. Those birds and their shriek can die in a fire. That was horrible. <laughs> like, I hated it every single time it happened. It was this way louder than everything else, like yelling sound i can't even describe it and i was just like why is this happening like i would rather just take all this bird damage and have no idea it's happening <laughs>
1: <laughs> birds man they're Ugh, just the, worst. the birds
0: are the worst <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's something about video game birds i mean have they really been done properly they're always bad
0: angry birds
1: <laughs> uh i yeah but like Then they had movies and TV shows and multiple free to play games. They're also terrible, Jocelyn. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so the sign design is really good. I ended up really liking the story. I'll be honest. I got to like chapter three. I just started chapter three and then I looked it up. I was like, okay. How much time am I looking at? How many chapters are in this? Are they all kind of the same length? Like what's going on? Because it is, it's it's set up like episodes of a TV show, which I thought was kind of weird. I don't know if it actually launched like episodically like we were used to from like Life is Strange when it first came out. But like you play through a bunch of content and then you get like a, a screen that pops up that shows the logo and says like end of episode one, like end of episode two. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs>
0: Why is this here?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's just they structured it like a TV show because like what's happening in the game is it's hard to understand uh, and and hard for me to remember, but I'm pretty sure like it's kind of taking place in like this bubble universe where like the specific town has sort of been like put in a shell of some kind, like a, like a parallel dimension. It's, it's it's weird. it's,
0: it's basically like, um, everything centers around the lake. Mm. And then the further away from the lake you get, the less influence the evil has basically. Um, so it's not like they're like under a dome or anything, which Stephen King also wrote that book. Um, (laughs) it's, it's just like, it's literally, um, like it's, it's just a, it's a strength thing, like a, a concentration of power.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, and it's interesting. Like when you look at control and how they've connected the Allen weight game to control, um, there's this idea of these altered objects that create different effects. And like, I can't remember which is the altered object. Uh, I, well, I'm pretty sure the altered object that is, um, what's the word? Like, uh, Where maybe retconned maybe right isn't the right word like I don't know if they had the idea of Alan Wake to quantum break to control and have connected it but like the idea is that let's just call it retconning in control to bring in Alan Wake is that the altered object is either the I think it's either the cabin that's at the lake, because there's Mm -hmm. some weirdness going on there. Or it could be the typewriter. I, I think the typewriter. I would say it would up.
0: be the typewriter. Yeah, with the story fresh in my head, I would say a hundred percent is the typewriter.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that's come up a couple times uh, from my playthrough of Control, and yeah, like the typewriter is a big deal. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and I think it'd be tough for maybe. Well, I'm just gonna ask anyways, I know there was like some news out there that they had done some touch ups to Alan Wake remaster to kind of allude further to its connections to the rest of the Remedy universe. Like did, did, did you play much of control? And if you did, did you kind of see some of that? Like maybe like a, like a bureau agent?
0: So yeah. Okay. So, so there was, uh, and again, I didn't play Alan Wake back in the day, so I don't know what's been altered. There is an FBI agent and at one point the sheriff is like, I want to talk to your superiors and blah, 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 blah. Like, why are you even here? And he basically like brushes her off and is like, lady, you couldn't handle my superiors sort of thing. Like, in in a very like, that's not going to happen, that's impossible kind of way, which, you know, like... It's funny because, like, they often, like, when they do this kind of, like, butting heads of, like, local cops versus the feds, like, ger-arg territory war, um, it's usually they just kind of pull the jurisdiction card and they're just like, we're the feds, we're taking over, blah, 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 and they just kind of pull the, that power play move. But he was more kind of, like, cagey and sketchy about who actually sent him. Which gave me kind of control because I, I can't remember what the, like, the bureau thing, the government thing is actually called. Um, but it's not the FBI, right? It's some other organization. No. And it's
1: not the the Bureau of Weird Shit, as I said last week. It's actually yeah. the, the <laughs> Federal Bureau of Control. So Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> you think we would have remembered that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, if, if you had just said, oh, yeah, that sounds fine. We could have moved on and no one would have. But now everyone's like, yeah, yeah yeah what's wrong with you folks and like yeah okay <laughs> i'll I'll take that one that's on me because um <laughs> i'd literally been thinking of playing control and uh yeah federal bureau of control so um
0: okay so, so there you go <laughs> I it's been quite a while so actually after i finished Alan wake uh both quantum break which i owned anyways and and xbox just remembered so Uh, I played quantum break so long ago that quantum break was actually a game I have on a disc and I just um, I don't I couldn't even put my hands on it right now if I wanted to but Xbox just remembered that that was a game that I owned so it literally just let me download it I was like sweet way to go like Xbox account thank you even though it was from like at least one system ago (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but anyways. Um, A point was I re-downloaded Quantum Break and I downloaded Control because I had Control on the PC before. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play them through in the order they were released. And now that I've played Alan Wake, I'll actually pick up on references in Quantum Break and and Control. So I'm kind of like going to just play them back to back and get that whole experience because I kind of like not fell off of control, I like, I never finished it. I didn't even come close. And it was kind of like, just like hearing that it was part of this grander universe, it made me want to, like, know, slash, remember, slash, understand the lore of the earlier stuff better. And at that point, I was like, I should really play Alan Wake. And I owned it on Steam, so I'm like, I'm totally gonna do this. And then I completely forgot and never went back to any of it. But now... I'm super into this whole universe and I really want to see how it's all connected and how, you know, the the playthroughs go and stuff. So that's kind of my plan is to go Alan Wake, which I just finished, and then I'm going to go in and play um, Quantum Breaking Control and just play the Remedy universe and see what they've got in store. Because like, man, it's just so freaking cool. (laughs) All of it's just so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they've done a really good job of crafting this weird universe that has a lot of weird stuff going on and uh quantum breaks an interesting one like we we have a lot of people who jump onto the show uh the podcast like uh, late in the game and we don't encourage you to go listen back to a bunch of episodes but um there is one episode related to this conversation where we did do uh it's like a, i think it was like a pilot episode for our inside the mm-hmm. game and it was quantum break so if you want like a deep dive discussion unless jocelyn wants to like revisit the game after playing Alan Wake and Control and all that but but still I think it's worth going back if you want to get like a a really good focused conversation on on Quantum Break cuz we talk about I think pretty much everything um yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and I think so yeah I think I'll probably end up talking about it here again mm. but mostly just in terms of like how things relate together into the grander universe uh, but yeah like I said because I didn't play it with like previously because I've only played the remaster version I don't exactly know what was maybe changed added retconned or whatever to make it fit into the control universe a little bit better but I will say Nothing about it felt forced or fake or shoehorned in, if that makes sense. Like all of it seemed to to flow pretty well. Like, do you was there an FBI agent in the original Alan Wake?
1: I think there was. Um, okay, and and I think again, like they, uh, we, I mean, we can talk about it in a bit, but I, I think they kind of connect it even further by saying like, they they reference the FBI agent um in control and they reference like some cross bureau information sharing agreements that kind of come into play and but there is like some specific mention okay but
0: that's all like that's in control right yeah not in the remaster yeah
1: i think i think like the changes are are very subtle and it's kind of like you got to go find the IGN article. It's like five things that connect yeah. Alan Wake remastered <laughs> to control, Yeah, you know? And uh, I think they are very minimal. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we talked about it last week about the game awards uh, coming in December. I really wouldn't be surprised to see Alan Wake 2 announced at that event because Epic has very much um, been a big part of the game awards, uh, basically like sponsoring many many reveals there um i think that's where they like launched a bunch of stuff about their store too so i, I could see remedy uh because y- it's been i think it's been a whole year since control sort of wrapped up um mm-hmm. so i could see them announcing the next project as like a 2023 type game like teasing an alan wake return because we're due up either this year or next year we're going to get the announcement it's just a matter of mm-hmm. time
0: yeah, I'm curious if they'll like I I've I I could have sworn Alan Wake 2 had already been announced. So, I guess it's just <laughs> the rumor mill swirling around the internet. Um uh, but yeah, I would also like as much as I want to see more story from Alan Wake, like from that character. I grew pretty attached to him. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I was going to so there's there's a couple of different characters In the story, um, one that you end up spending quite a lot of time with who um, I didn't really think I was going to like, but he grew on me. And that's uh, Alan's agent, Barry. Uh, And I think they did a really interesting thing in Alan Wake. So you go around and you collect manuscript pages and they are like hints about what's going to happen later on in the game, basically. Um, And I won't necessarily say any more than that, because I I am trying to kind of tiptoe around spoilers as much as I can here. But like, there's a couple of pages that you find about Barry that very much say, like, this is where he's going to die. (laughs) And it kind of gave me the Mass Effect 3 feeling of like, oh, my God, I have to get through this as fast as possible. I need to get to Barry. He's going to die. (laughs) <laughs> and like, it just, I, I grew so attached to him and I just wanted to protect him so much. And there's this one point in the story where he shows up and he's wrapped himself in Christmas lights. And I'm just like, I love you. <laughs> and I thought I was going to hate you.
1: <laughs> Barry's great. I remember Barry. Yeah. I, I remember the Christmas lights like, scene.
0: He shows up and he's so obnoxious. And he's so like, I'm New York, and I'm better than you, and and whatever, and why aren't you writing, and why haven't you answered my calls, and blah, 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 blah slimy agent crap. And then so quickly, because, you know, I think he says, I can't remember which one of them it is, either Barry or Alan, but pretty early on in the game, one of the two of them says, like, you're my best friend. And I'm like, you're just saying that. But by the end, I'm like, oh, you're my best friend. <laughs> like, it just, I couldn't believe the 180 I took on that character. Like, it was crazy. (laughs) It's so well written. I cared about that little dude so much.
1: (laughs) He's really great. Uh, There's a lot of characters in that world that are very quirky. And I don't really... I I think, like, Quantum Break has less of that. Like, a lot of the characters are more, like, very serious about There's less... Quirkiness yeah, going there was on. less
0: quirky for sure in Quantum Break, and I feel like there were just less characters in Quantum Break. Yeah, like there were a lot of characters in Alan Wake, a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that the the live action portion, like that, played a huge part of Quantum Break, leads more to why there were less characters in that one, and mm. uh, but some stellar actors uh, in that in Quantum Break. So, and and you know their their fascination with using like sort of live action um both in alan wake quantum break and yeah they did it in alan
0: wake too yeah (laughs) like i said i was sitting there watching those tv shows and at one point you see like this like talk show thing that he did back in new york and like that's fully live acted and you know like it just there's so much
1: (laughs) yeah it's a really good game i i think like for the cost of you know 30 to 40 dollars we talked about that last week i i think Mm -hmm. it's a it's worth revisiting and
0: or playing for the first time. <laughs> yeah, or
1: playing for the first time, and and honestly, I'm sure it'll go on sale at some point. If you want to add it to your list and kind of revisit it down the road, like it's it's at this point kind of timeless, right? Like you can mm-hmm. you have the best version waiting for you when you're ready. So um, yeah, yeah.
0: I I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It took me about 10 hours to finish. Now, 10 hours to finish was on, first of all, an easy mode because I wanted to just get through the story because, again, I'm... What I'm more interested in than, like, game mechanics is just the universe building of these three games. So, like, I just kind of want to get through them and see as much of them as I can. So um, yeah, I think I clocked in at like nine hours and 47 minutes. And so that includes, you know, some sitting in the menu time, obviously. But um, yeah, I did play it through on easy. So my combat was like, it was almost (laughs) non-existent. I think I died maybe two or three times. And the times that I died was very much just because I backed myself into a corner I didn't realize was there sort of thing and then just got, you know, overwhelmed. Um, But, I mean, like, as long as I was able to stun the enemies and then, you know, I, like, most of them took one shot, some of them took two, some of them took four. Like, the bigger ones took four, and I think the bosses took, like, six. So it was a pretty trivial combat, uh, which was fine because, again, I was able to, to get through it pretty quick. I did not find very many of the collectibles, which is also going to really factor into your playtime because there are a lot of things to collect. There's things to collect that I never even saw in the game because they were so like in the background and they weren't like. um, So you can collect um, like coffee thermoses, and there's like 150 of them in the game or something, they're everywhere. It's like, God, Alan, how much coffee do you have to drink? Like, come on. (laughs) Uh, But they're like, they're fairly large. They're blue and white. So they stand out because most of Alan Wake takes place at night. So you've got these bright blue and white with like a little like, hey, I'm a collectible shimmer on them. And uh, you run over to them. And then there's also like a pick up coffee prompt. Right. Um, But then there's other things like um, I think it was like uh, stacks of cans knocked over so there's like around the game, there's stacks of six like tin cans that you can shoot like like your target practicing and that's a collectible. But like there's no indicator that you can interact with them or anything because what you need to do is shoot them. And uh, yeah, that's a collectible. And there's like, I don't want to spoil them all. If you guys are interested, you can go check your um, like your stats within Alan Wake because it'll tell you all the stuff that you can do. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was shocked. I was like, I went and looked at my stats just to see how what my time played was. And then I saw that and it was like, you know, stacks of cans knocked over, zero of 12 or something. I was like, what? (laughs) So then in my last episode, because by that time I was on like episode five or something, then I started looking for them and I found a couple, but I was just like, damn, like how much have I missed? So like, if you are into collectibles and like finding every last thing there is so much to find in this game the manuscript pieces i found i think i missed like five of them over the entire game uh not counting the ones there are some manuscript pieces that are only available on nightmare difficulty i have not done nightmare <laughs> difficulty um but otherwise like they're not that far hidden and they're also again bright white pieces of paper that shine like beacons (laughs) so they're really easy to spot um but sometimes they are a little bit out of the way so um if you are interested in like going off the beaten path and like looking for collectibles it's gonna mean more combat it's gonna mean like more time spent searching so i think like you could probably say alan wake is completable in like nine or 10 hours and then probably like finished in 15 to 20 again depending on if you want to go through and defeat like each different difficulty and find every little thing
1: that's not too bad that seems
0: yeah it's a big it's a fairly big game honestly it's it's mostly on rails like it's not open exploration by any um stretch of the imagination um there's some sections that are like a little bit more open than others but they're still like the edge of a road on one side and a mountain on the other side. Like, there's only so far you can go. (laughs) But uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of space in in a lot of cases. And like I say, I was taking my time and trying to very specifically go the opposite way to where the game was naturally telling me to go. Because you do have like a little radar indicator thingy. Um, And I still didn't find like all of the bonus caches of like weapons that are hidden everywhere and like, but oh my God, Ah, man, this, I I feel like I could talk about this game for like ever. And I'm still trying my very best to stay away from spoilers, but um, you have the ability with your flashlight in the dark to see this like iridescent yellow paint that someone has left behind for you. And there are some yellow paint moments in that game that scared me more than, like, any jump-scaring enemy ever could. Like, some of the messages that are left in that paint are fucked up, Ryan. (laughs) 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 Like, they're just, like, traumatizing.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Okay, I don't remember the yellow paint. That's, uh... Oh maybe maybe I maybe I yeah. maybe it's coming back to me.
0: Usually the yellow paint is like there's like splashes on rocks and then like a, an arrow you'll see or something and if you follow the splashes and the arrows eventually they'll lead you to a cache of like flares and like um uh flash grenades and and batteries usually. Um and so those have been like left behind by someone who knew what was coming and It's kind of an interesting side story slash, like, background info, I guess. Um, And there's lots of, like, little tips and stuff in the yellow paint. So then when you find a yellow paint message that's a little bit, like, off and disturbing, you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Is this still the same, like, yellow paint person that I've been following this whole time? (laughs) Like, what's going on? But, yeah. Yeah. There's uh there's definitely a yellow paint moment that maybe we can talk about after the show, but uh, I don't I don't want to spoil it. It was it was quite a like almost a jump scary kind of moment in and of itself. So <laughs> I don't want to spoil it.
1: No, I, I think uh, I I'm looking forward to hearing about that one. I, I think like the game from what I remember has a lot of atmosphere, and it sounds it like It does they, it does yeah it sounds like they preserve it with this uh with this remaster. So I'm. I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to checking it out. I think uh, it'll likely be one I have to wait uh, till November, December, October is pretty, pretty crazy with video games, including sp- spillover from September. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds really. Co- I'm glad that it's. Um, I'm glad that it's it's held up, and I'm glad that you're re- not revisit. But uh, well, I kind of revisit. You said you owned it already. You just haven't played it. Yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. Does it count as a revisit if you never played it in the first place? Oh. <laughs> I don't I, think so. <laughs>
1: it doesn't. But I mean, if you took the shrink wrap off, I mean, you got pretty close. Like, <laughs> I've totally been there. I've I've uh, I don't know if I've purchased a game and not. Well, that's a lie. I mean, the amount of Steam games that you have, it's very easy to like buy one on a Steam sale and then never play it. But yeah, like it's it's such a cool game. And um I'm glad they're bringing it back because like Alan Wake is beloved by a lot of people. And I just never really thought remedy. I think control really changed the way people look at Remedy and and kind of brought back their previous properties. And Mm -hmm. I really do hope that Quantum Break gets the same treatment. I know Quantum Break is kind of like... It used to be Alan Wake, but now it's Quantum Break. That's the sort of weird, eh, it wasn't that great type of thing. Like, and Alan Wake has kind of come back.
0: Yeah, which I remember loving it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it again. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, you hope that the remaster of Alan Wake kind of changes minds. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess, yeah, the release of Control and then now the the remaster of Alan Wake working together in a universe gets people to give quantum break another look i hope so because i i think they're all three of them really great games so um but do you have anything else to add about the control alan wake dlc that you played before we talk about dread for a minute
1: yeah that's a good point um so we kind of touching on it here and there and and uh i have not finished it yet but i did promise i would go back to the uh control awe dlc i had purchased the season pass but had not played anything speaking of buying stuff and not touching it so I just proved my point wrong um, I, I booted it up and I played it and once I got the hang of the controls again because it's been about a year since I last played it it's um, it's straight up like they put Alan Wake in front of you uh, sort of what? yeah well they there's this motif of um, the way they is present is it one
0: of his standees? no <laughs>
1: Although I think I see this is the problem. Like, I feel like if you go to control and having Alan Wake remastered fresh in your mind, you're going to recognize a lot of the characters because there's characters popping up. Um, So obviously, Alan Wake, I know who that is. I I recognize his voice. It's it's iconic. Um, Mm -hmm. And at the start of it. Oh,
0: that was another thing. Sorry, sorry. Just really, really quickly. That was another thing I absolutely loved about Alan Wake is it's basically like he's narrating his own life. He mm-hmm. reads all the manuscript pages to you. And also like as you're working your way through the story, he's like narrating what's happening, like his inner monologue and stuff. And it's so, so well done. And it's very immersive. And I loved it. I forgot to mention the narration. But yeah, that mm-hmm. like they very much do it like you're playing through a novel. It's so good. Okay, continue. Sorry. (laughs) Control. He has an iconic voice. He does because you hear it all the way through the game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's good you brought that up because I was going to say like your introduction to Alan Wake in Control in the specific DLC is you get a message from Alan Wake and it's him at a typewriter typing, narrating what he's typing as he's kind of like communicating to the director, which is um, I I honestly can't remember her name. I think they call her either the director. She has a name. And I think maybe her last name is Faden. I, I, again, terrible with names. This has been proven countless times. Please don't take it personally. Uh, video. We game. won't hold
0: it against you. Yeah, don't worry.
1: Terrible. <laughs> I have to do at least uh, like 490 episodes. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm better than that at names. But, um, you, you get this introduction to Alan Wake, and uh, he's at, at a typewriter. And as you're investigating, you're, you're slowly realizing that. What happened in Alum Wake was basically captured and put into a box and brought to the oldest house, which is the uh the location of the Federal Bureau of Control. Right. So the idea is that the Hiss escaping in control has sort of like put the whole oldest house in disarray, which has included this specific area that was taken over by um the Alum Wake related um yeah and uh you know you as you explore it you realize like oh that's alan wake that isn't that that author that disappeared like 20 years ago so like in canon he has disappeared and he's gone like no one's seen him since that moment that he went looking for his wife or something and there's um there's a boss In the DLC, and I did look it up, and it might be a bit of a spoiler, so I won't say his name, but the boss that you're sort of trying to seek out in the DLC is a character from Alan Wake, like a a bad guy in Alan Wake that is sort of... Oh my god! yeah
0: oh i think i know who
1: yeah ah. <laughs> we, we won't uh I, I i i can't think of a way of like confirming it to you without no, spoiling it
0: yeah no no keep it out of the show but i'll do I think it i'll I do post show you can you can write it you can always write it in the in the doc <laughs> but yeah uh yeah that's it, awesome it's so. all good
1: so they kind of like continue with that so and there are other characters there's uh so you, you get like So in Control, the way they kind of have their live-action characters talking is it'll kind of be like a weird projection over the environment. And it is Mm -hmm. live-action. You can tell that people are like, it's the actual actors. And that's how you see Alan Wake. But then there are other moments where it's rendered in-game. So you see an updated, sort of aged Alan Wake. So he's clearly been like trapped here for 20 years. And he's talking to, I think, not his writing partner, but like a poet... Tom something Tom yeah Alan? yeah okay all right so that makes sense so again like I feel bad having played this without remembering anything about Alan <laughs> Wake because I feel like that moment should have been better <laughs> I'm kind of like who is this guy yelling at Alan Wake I don't get it um so if anything this conversation is like if you're thinking of playing controls DLC you might want to at least read up on Alan Wake to understand who these characters are um But that being said, understanding who Alan Wake is, is probably the key thing you need to know here, because this is very much an Alan Wake DLC. Um, I have not finished it, but like the way I mean, Alan Wake just fits so well within the control universe. And the fact that control is all about like the Federal Bureau of Control and how every weird thing in the world, it's kind of like the men in black of their world. Mm -hmm. It is very much
0: supernatural as opposed to aliens. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. So like every weird thing that has ever happened, including like alien abductions or whatever, gets funneled back to this, this, uh, this bureau. And it works so well in that, like they can just say like, uh, so one of them is, it's a little bit of a side quest, but as you're chasing the bad guy through the investigations area, um, you come across this lunar lander. And the idea is that the lunar lander isn't the um, augmented object. It's the thing that was inside the augmented object. It's this being of some kind, and it inhabits a spacesuit. So, like, the space capsule went up, there were three astronauts in it, and when it came back down, there were four. And and everybody on the ship insists that they left with four, but everybody (laughs) at NASA's like, no, like, we only sent three. And... This spacesuit, which is the only thing that like, it's not a human. It's this spacesuit that's been inhabited by some like alien or whatever, and it speaks in gibberish. But like, it's it's set up in a way <laughs> where it's all English words. It's as if like an alien had sort of gotten a hold of the English dictionary and just thought, well, if I put all I these didn't words know how together, how to put
0: them together? Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so it's like there's a little side quest where you hear um, you hear some dialogue, and that's the best part about Control is like similar to Alan Wake. There's all these you know, pickups that you can do. And if you read them all, if you engage with them all, like you do get a lot of this backstory that really fills out the character of, of the bureau. And um I really love this moment where you're learning about this like spacesuit that comes back that's inhabited by some alien. And um they've put it in a prison cell because they don't know what it'll do. Uh so they're like talking to it and he's like oranges and bananas tubes for feet you know like as if he's having a conversation <laughs> and the interrogators are just like look man you just need to tell me why you're here and what you want <laughs> why controller head banana feet <laughs> and uh, and then you have this this quest after you sort of clear the area and you go up to the to the cell and like hey are you okay in there and then he he says Says something about oranges, banana, controller head. I'm just looking around like my my room to kind of give you the sense (laughs) of what he says.
0: I love how much fruit Ryan has in his. I don't have any fruit in here. I just
1: don't know why. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway,
0: oranges and bananas keeps coming to your head. (laughs) I don't.
1: He he uses fruit sometimes, but so in this quest is like he said he clearly wants something. I'm like, okay, I'll look around, and you end up looking around through this area. You find a bunch of objects, and he's getting. More and more agitated because you're clearly not giving him what he wants, and uh, he finally just says like, "Look, head, I need head to put on top on the bottom of the top. It's there. I need it. Come on." And like, and you're like, and then it gives you the the note on the map. Like this is where you need to go, and it, and what he's looking for is is, is the space helmet. He is wants the helmet, yeah. Yeah. So and then he's like, "Oh, too good, you know, lady mystery or whatever." And and clearly he's happy and. <laughs> And uh, and I just love it. It's so weird and quirky. And again, I think that was the misstep of Quantum Break. Is it the the weird and quirkiness of it was like what was going on, but it was still so serious. And I think with mm. Control, they just they they take it and completely. It's all weird. It's all quirky. And I love it. And this DLC sort of basically takes Alan Wake and says like, no, Alan Wake part of this universe. I could see like the next game just being like Alan Wake control and it's just smashed together. And mm. I don't know where it ends. I don't know where the DLC ends. I haven't finished it yet, but um, we wouldn't talk about it here anyways. Could be, it'd be too spoilery, but like from what I've played, if you have control and you like Alan Wake, this sort of brings Alan Wake into the current period of time within the remedy verse. And it, it works so well. It fits so well. And uh, I'd imagine I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, but I, I can I can imagine that it sets up the future of Alan Wake in some way. So I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to finishing it.
0: So quick question. Mm. Does it happen like in line with like if I'm going to go and play control like the complete edition uh, from the start? Do I get Alan Wake randomly partway through whenever I stumble upon it? Or is it like after the ending of the main control game that then you pick up the Alan Wake story?
1: Uh, that's a great question. And and honestly, one that I did look up because so I have a completed save where I bought the DLC on the PC, but I have the ultimate edition on the PlayStation 5 because it was given away as part of PlayStation Plus. And right. I thought like, I kind of want to play on the PlayStation, but I would have to play through the whole game. And, and in order to play the DLC for tonight, there's no way I was going to get it all yeah. done. <laughs> um, so uh, I decided to dust the PC off and, and give it a go. Uh, But yeah, like the Alan Wake stuff will pop up. I think it's the seventh mission, which is quite, you know, a a ways into the game. Um, I'd say probably the last third of the game, it'll pop up. But still, but
0: before like the big end.
1: Yeah, you can do it before the end, but this is what I really love about Control and and about games that do this, where when you finish the game there and when it makes sense for the story, and in this case it does, like when the story supports continued adventuring, you know, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you beat the big boss, but you're still as, you know, it's right at the beginning of control, you become the director. But by the end of the game, you are the director. You're comfortable in the position. And you're you literally unlock the outfit of like, you're the director now. (laughs) And uh (laughs) and the DLC can be done post you know, completing the game and there's new dialogue and there's new options to talk to people and sort of get more information about what's going on. And I just love when developers do that, where they they say, like, look, this is a narrative experience. We want to support. We want to have DLC. So let's build it in where if they finish the game, the DLC fits. But mm-hmm. if they want to do the DLC during their main playthrough, that works as well. So they really nailed that balance. And I love that you can go back into the world and kind of just experience it as if you had finish that story and and there's there's narrative there to kind of explain why the bad guys are still popping up you know and it's hand wavy like oh you know we we handled it but there's still a lot of hiss around and but it still works right so yeah i love that
0: it's like you're mopping up the remnants
1: (laughs) basically yeah and that's basically what they say and and, and it fits within the narrative so but yeah you can do the dlc if you have a cleared uh a cleared save or you can just have it pop up naturally
0: yeah, that's very cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So uh, that'll still be after Quantum Break, because like I said, I'm going to play through in the order of release. But uh, I'm really looking forward to this, this whole just more of the Remedy-verse. Uh, did you want to chat about Dread a little bit before we, we move on to news?
1: Yeah, well, I'll say this. We'll we'll do this very quickly because we got some cool news stories to cover and we're running long. But uh, I'll say this about Metroid Dread. I have not got a lot of time in it because I ordered uh, the special edition um, and I, and, and they made those as well. That shouldn't surprise anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> they arrived, uh, oh quite God, late every time. <laughs> I know they're super cool. I mean, come on, they look great. Uh, but besides the point I, 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 ordered them and they arrived late. So I just got them Monday and I've been dealing, not dealing, but we've, we've had like all of our kids sick at home. So there hasn't been a lot of time or energy to, uh, to play a game I've really been looking forward to. Um, so I have just started the game. Um, I haven't even looked at the the art book, although I, I acknowledge that, that it exists within within that giant box that arrived on Monday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to digging in, and I think I'll I'll likely talk uh, more in depth next week, including like uh, I, I want to get a chance to go through the art book as well, but not not the dread stuff because I've I made that mistake with Mass Effect Three where I looked at the art book before I finished the mm. game and uh it wasn't technically a spoiler but it was like oh yeah that guy's a bad guy right okay good to know
0: (laughs) that's a pretty big spoiler
1: (laughs) uh i think it was like i mean we can say it's specifically like the elusive man but he turns into the like those reaper monsters but he never does do that but he's clearly the bad guy in that in that game um which i thought was a yeah a hard turn from from two especially playing them back to back but that's a whole other conversation yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah no i'm i'm looking forward to playing dread i'm looking forward to enjoying my very uh expensive version of uh metroid dread but uh yeah i'll talk about that one next week once i've had more time to uh to to run around although i did tweet uh, at the very beginning of the game um you lose all your powers and they call it physical amnesia and i thought it's a very Metroid three uh a Metroid thing where you just lose all yeah. your powers.
0: <laughs> you just everything shuts off. Yeah. They don't even try uh, to
1: sugarcoat it. They just like, hey, <laughs> yeah, you you lose all your powers.
0: Well, I mean, um, I think you will have uh, quite a chunk of it done by next week because um Matt bought it as well and uh beat it in less than eight hours. So there's that. <laughs> I don't think yeah, it's it's a fairly short game from from what I've so i mean and you're definitely on your own i like i watched him play a little bit of it but it's it's not my jam <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> which i know is gonna make some people really upset but you know like it's just guys i'm sorry it's just not my jam
1: <laughs> you can't like everything i think like there's a lot of stuff that uh that i like that you don't need to like and there's stuff that you like that that I, it's not really my jam either like that's totally normal that's I, fair
0: yeah. um i got a, a city builder of beavers so I'm going to play that for next week.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> they
0: got me with their tagline of our game has a lot of wood. I'm like, <laughs> sold.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, yeah. See, not everyone's going to like that. I thought it was hilarious. I'm well, really looking forward to building a, like, what did they call it? wood punk or lumber punk city <laughs> with beavers. I'm, I'm yeah. Okay. That's what I'm doing for next week. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, very different experiences coming to you next yep. week. So look forward <laughs> exactly. to the... I don't know if, uh, a uh, a uh, uh, a Beaver City builder is is my jam, but I look forward to living vicariously through you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you would like to support our efforts, uh, either playing through Dread or also maybe building cities with beavers, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash thegamersin. Thank you very much to our patron of the month, Ocularis. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Also, it is that time of year again. We are having some issues with some scheduling, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we are going to be doing a um, House of Ashes stream and uh, as well as obviously our game day stream. We are doing a game day stream. That is uh, definitely confirmed. So if you guys are looking for extra life details, keep an eye on bit.ly slash TGI extra life 2021. If you would like to donate to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals, that's the link to follow. It'll also be in our show notes and we will let you guys know as soon as we have nailed down our streaming times that we will definitely 100% be doing a game day stream. So Mm. you can look for that on uh i'm totally blanking november November 6th 6th. okay i was gonna say november 6th and i'm like i shouldn't say the wrong date so (laughs) yes our game day stream will be on november 6th so you guys can tune in for that uh and ryan you are doing something this friday as well
1: yeah kind of snuck up on me so yeah we're gonna be playing (laughs) uh marvel avengers uh this friday october 15th 8 p.m eastern um we're gonna have a few views that you can check out so you can check out uh, tiny.cc cc. Slash watch aven dads. We'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, so, um yeah, so you can, yeah, it's funny. The that name
0: was it, not in the show notes, you guys.
1: It's not, it's not, in the show, no, it's not in our show <laughs> notes, so but it'll be in their show notes. <laughs> yes, but you're right. It was not, Such it's a not a great
0: in, name. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um as you can imagine, it's, it has to do with our Dungeons and Diapers podcast. So, uh, four dads, uh, Marvel Avengers. And yeah, we're just single handedly gonna keep this game alive. Um, even though they, they keep doing <laughs> things to it that is it's not great. I think they, they started selling consumables for uh, XP boost, so Ooh. Yeah, kind of a faux pas when you say you're not ever gonna do that and then you do it. So <laughs> Um Don't do that. I
0: mean, you can call it a faux pas or maybe just a straight up lie. Yeah. That works too. <laughs> I was just gonna
1: say don't don't lie to people when when you <laughs> make video games it's it's. it never oh, goes man. does it ever go over well i don't think it ever goes over well no I mean, it definitely <laughs> doesn't <laughs> we have a lot of news stories each week about that
0: yeah uh, very much so oh we have a and we have a couple more right now uh so you know what i think the first one and we've talked a lot about Epic tonight and how happy we are with, you know, everything that they're doing with Alan Wake. And I mean, oh, man, why can't it's like they do good things over here to distract from bad things over here all the time. And I just oh, I see through you, Epic. <laughs> but yeah, we do have an Epic story tonight. Uh, they have finally credited Inner Sloth for Among Us uh, basically. um, inspiring <laughs> Fortnite's imposters mode and so like this oh my god so first of all Fortnite announced imposters like months ago I, it was like two two maybe three months ago that they announced um imposters and basically at that point in time they had inner sloth devs being like wtf look at all the similarities like calling them out and everything else And then they so in their blog post today or yesterday, uh, they literally said, like, basically inspired by inner sloths among us. And it's like, do you think that fixes everything epic? Come on. (laughs) And then so there's this like, I mean, there must have been stuff going on behind closed doors because then there was this interaction between the Fortnite Twitter and the Among Us Twitter, like the official blue ticked Twitter accounts uh basically saying with Fortnite being like yeah inspired by among us like wink wink whatever blah blah and collaboration soon and then the among us was like yeah we'd love to and i'm like okay that is a huge attitude swap like clearly there's been stuff going on behind closed doors but i was just like man epic like you better be giving them a butt ton of money because you straight up ripped off their shit
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's uh it's it's interesting like we 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 kind of started this off saying this was a a bad news story i think this is still like not a great news story but it's heading in the direction of being better than terrible um which is (laughs) which
0: like how low is that
1: bar i know hey
0: congratulations epic you're better than terrible
1: (laughs) i'm just (laughs) playing the other side of this because (laughs) i i think you're you're absolutely right like uh we they should not settle for better than terrible um but they do tend to do that. uh, but with this specific instance, um it feels like they're trying to not maybe not make amends but at least address the elephant that's been in the room for months now because uh, I think imposters launched in August. so this is a long tail to kind of correct a wrong, but. It is going to involve, uh, you know, the Among Us developers and that they are looking to do some sort of collaboration. And that's been confirmed. You know, Jocelyn said I couldn't say this word, but I'm going to say it anyways. The Branter. So on Twitter. (sighs) Yeah, I saw that. (sighs) felt like I needed to to share that with everybody. I hate it. (laughs) If I have to experience it, I feel like. You know people should,
0: everyone has to,
1: <laughs> they should share in my misery of having read the word branter. Um, so that's when you know, uh, when like Wendy's talks to McDonald's on Twitter, um, or when Facebook de- went down and everyone talked to Twitter. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, it sounds and so like so did
0: Twitch, and then they got hacked like a day later. <laughs> like, yeah, we were, PG, meme lords, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, um even though i i am a a social media manager of some kind i've never i've never done branter i don't i don't think we're allowed to it's it's not something that which is good because it's it's really silly but in this case like it makes sense this is an official collaboration that's going to happen it's not necessarily like the xbox account talking to the xbox game pass account talking to the xbox game pass for pc (laughs) if you follow all three of those it's super annoying sometimes you know (laughs) And, uh, but that's not the point of this story. (laughs) The point of the story is that there's going to be some official Among Us stuff within the Fortnite mode. And I think you're right. Like, this is, I think, on par with how Epic would pay Marvel to use their, or Disney to use their Marvel stuff in their game. So I don't know for a fact that Among Us developers are being paid, but I'd imagine they're getting some money for including what are unique characters and designs like in the Fortnite mode. So I would imagine they're going to get some money for this. um, Or I doubt they would do it if they weren't being paid, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have literally nothing to gain if they're not getting a bunch of money, right? Because Basically, right now, they were seen as the slighted party, right? Like, they've got all of the, like, social capital here, right? So they don't need to collaborate with Fortnite for, like, brand awareness or social capital, right? Like, they're not the bad guy. Fortnite's the bad guy. And the bad guy is the one that needs to pay the good guy (laughs) to get them on board. Like, otherwise, they don't get anything out of it, right? So. there's got to be money changing hands here
1: (laughs) yeah well there's there's very much um i mean i don't play a lot of among us but there's very much like some uniqueness to the characters and stuff to the point where i remember when uh, i think we talked about this but uh i remember when caden was in virtual kindergarten and they used like the the among us sort of characters and stuff within one of their like countdowns and it used the sounds and everything and i i don't know if it was official it was (laughs) could have been ripped off there's a lot of you know weird youtube stuff that they (laughs) use for for that class but uh it's um it's interesting to see how that game is sort of even due to its its subject nature has kind of like expanded into like all all audience ages and stuff so the fact that they're bringing it into Fortnite makes makes perfect sense and i and i want to see epic do more of this with Fortnite, and i Like this isn't the first time that they've copied something um, and made it their, Mm -hmm. tried to make it their own. And and sometimes they do really make it their own. And sometimes they straight up copy stuff because there's no legal way for them to to get in trouble for it. Like dance, like some of the dances that aren't copyrighted. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Um, Hopefully this sets a precedence for them actually trying to do this properly as opposed to just sort of carbon copying stuff that they uh that they can get away with cuz i mean they had gotten away with it and that's the sad part is that like the internet got all up in a rage the developers were upset and 2 weeks later something else happened and it was old news right and and that mm-hmm. mode's been running for months now probably and it's quite popular so yeah like epic 1 and that's that's the shitty part with the news cycle is like people are really only angry about it for a week i mean the developers yeah, are obviously still yeah. angry about it but Yeah,
0: but yeah, it it definitely fades from public view quite quickly for sure, which is unfortunate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that can be applied to any news story, really. Well,
0: yes. Yeah, that is definitely not uh, Fortnite specific for sure. Epic specific. But uh, yeah, so anyways, at least like you say, they're they're starting to do the right ish thing now and uh we'll probably see some more among us e stuff uh heading into Fortnite's imposters mode uh we also wanted to give you some updates on the twitch hack from last week um if you guys want a full-on huge deep dive into not only the twitch hack but also um basically like how to stay safe as a gamer online that's basically going to be the topic of the instance this week so if you guys uh haven't been listening the instance is now a broad general gaming topic every week. I am a permanent co host over there now, so go and check it out. We record um, at noon on Fridays. So, uh, again, we're going to be covering this in like super deep depth. And, uh, but yeah, we have a couple of quick updates for you guys. I think last week we were telling you guys that you should be going and changing your stream key even if you aren't a streamer. And uh, Twitch has actually gone ahead and done that for you now. So they said, out of an abundance of caution, it's like, Twitch, Twitch, we know you fucked. We know. (laughs) So basically, they said, um, we went in and changed everybody's stream keys from our end. So that's a thing you no longer have to do. Although, I mean, you should have done it before Twitch did it, but still... Um, That is a thing that has now happened. And also they basically said that a um, server configuration error was how people got in. And so everything that's coming out of Twitch right now, which is admittedly not very much, um, is trying to, I think, reassure people. And my biggest caution to everyone is just be careful with what it is that you are putting into Twitch. Don't assume anything on your Twitch account, including any of your banking information, including any of your like private messages, all that kind of stuff. Assume it's 100% public because it seems like as of right now that user information has not been leaked. I personally don't think that's because the hackers don't have it. In my opinion, based on the kind of information and chatter that is out there and the information that's already been leaked as people are kind of like pouring through, as we were talking about last week, it was a uh, 120 plus gigs of data. Now that people are pouring through that stuff, it seems like the intention of the hacker was to basically target Twitch and not necessarily target the people who use Twitch, but the stuff that they leaked is now out there and available to anyone with any potential intentions. So kind of a double-edged sword, right? You're trying to take down Twitch, you're putting out their source code, you want people to make competitors and whatever, you're leaking all their secrets, that's all fine and dandy. But then I go, hey, I hate that streamer, or I hate women, or I hate insert group here, and they can be very easily targeted now because Twitch has all the vulnerabilities. <laughs> so just be careful and assume that you will be compromised because it's a very realistic po- possibility that you will be um, on that specific platform. I mean, everything can always be hacked, but <laughs> there's a much, much, much higher risk on Twitch right now. So just just be careful.
1: Yeah. And some of the news stories, is, so we'll have links in the show notes, you know, Twitch's update, which again, talking about, Um, news cycles and and how things kind of fall fall off the sort of attention Um, this update was posted by twitch almost like it was a week ago and there really hasn't been much since and i think the biggest thing that stands out to me from twitch's public acknowledgement of this hack is that usually a company that is breached will confirm what has been taken and the fact that they Mm. haven't addressed that or at least not in their official blog um, really, yeah, always- they
0: still haven't told people, which is really, in my opinion, is really bad. We yeah. talked about this last week. Um, yeah. I can't believe that we are having the conversation again a week later, and they still haven't detailed and confirmed everything that was lost when, like people are going through and verifying the leak and or the breach. I guess I shouldn't call it a leak. It's a breach. Uh, and like, it's been verified, like Twitch lost its shit guys. Like this is bad. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And they, and they still have not, uh, confirmed all that like was lost. So, or all that was, uh, that was made public that shouldn't have been. So I just, I don't know. It blows my mind. It blows my mind.
1: Yeah. And there's another great article. Um, I think both the verge and your are reporting it about how, uh, sort of like report, like looking into, um Twitch's security problems and how that's how that's sort of like been there a long time like talking to previous staff and saying how they would uh, prioritize sort of profit a- at the expense of user safety
0: which again is like I feel like we talked about this last week too um because I was saying you know that with them working on developing a Steam competitor hmm. it's one of those things where it's like we were we were vocal about how raids could potentially hurt streamers and they didn't care and yet they do all this performative stuff during like Black Lives Matter, during Pride, you know, like anytime there's anything, Me Too is another example, like they do all this performative shit but they're not internally doing anything. And it's one thing to think that. Like, you could always assume exactly what these internal um, people are basically confirming, that um, they're not doing anything unless it makes the money, you can assume that. But it's like, it feels just like a whole other level and like another stab in the back when you find out that like, no, actually, literally, they're not working on anything. Like we've seen the source code now, they're not doing anything (laughs) that we're asking for. So it's just like the confirmation just... Man, yeah. it shouldn't be a gut punch, but it feels like a gut punch. <laughs> yeah.
1: The quote exactly from your gamer is, uh, speed and profit over the safety of its users and security of its data. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty damning. And uh, they, they also, previous staff had basically said, like, the data breach seemed inevitable. They talk about uh, a security flaw from 2017 that is, like, something that is still a potential attack vector now. Like, this is insane for like the biggest streaming site for video games out there and i i just i don't know like to me i'm not a security expert but it feels like when you have this many customers with the type of data they're inputting into this site like security seems like it should be top of mind and and i hope mm-hmm. i I hope it is now like again it it sucks to do this stuff you know after a big breach but like uh they have to have been woken up now by by this uh and i hope that's that's the case but obviously like it's hard to say if that's the case because it's been a week and there really hasn't been much i think like you know it's been most it's been mostly marketing i haven't i haven't kept up on it i haven't looked at their i started following twitch just cuz i wasn't before just to see like if they would post updates But they've gone back just to posting like um, promotional stuff, you know, like this person streaming for this thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, so. Yeah, they're basically just
0: like head in the sand pretending it didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I mean, I know these hacks happen. There's there's hacks and breaches and and leaks uh, of user data pretty much every day. Um, And a good site that we can end on is basically like, uh, have I been pwned? is a great site mm-hmm. um, that you can use it kind of brings all of the breaches together and you don't even have to enter any any information if you don't feel comfortable you can kind of look at it and it and it has a news feed on the website that kind of says like breaches that have happened and, and it includes like really like sites you probably never even heard of but again like you put your information in there and they use that leak to kind of tie you to to other sites like where they can probably make more impact.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah, they can compromise things that you that haven't even been breached themselves necessarily.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing your conversation on the instance because it feels like it'll be a good uh, continuation of, of of this. And I know it was probably the intention to talk about it last week. I know you guys you guys missed a week, but we um, did,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I mean, if you guys, I think I probably mentioned it last week, but um, I have gone back to school specifically for cybersecurity, so it's it's definitely an intersection of my two interests, and I'm I'm really looking forward to to getting more into it.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it.
0: All right. Well, I guess I guess we'll leave it there then. And uh, so uh, I don't know, Ryan, do you have any final thoughts? Or are you good?
1: <laughs> no, I'm 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 good. I think. Uh, We'll continue to to keep an eye on it. I don't know if we'll now have to have two headings in our news, which is just Activision oh God, Blizzard, yeah. <laughs> Twitch. Hacks. We
0: we totally guys. I had to skip Blizzard yeah, tonight no, because I, don't I just you. don't. I just don't want to talk about it. It's a gigantic fucking shit show that I don't even think I can navigate through on a podcast. So either go try Nexus Gaming News, which is Garrett and Kyle trying to navigate this shit, or go read like literally 20 articles because that's how many it's going to take to try to figure out what the hell is going on between Activision Blizzard and the two government agencies that are now fighting amongst themselves because that seems like the right thing to do. I do, I just, I can't even untangle all this stuff, you guys, honestly. It's just getting ridiculous. So, yeah. uh, anyways, like, go read some articles, check out Nexus Gaming News, and uh, we may or may not be back with a Blizzard update next week. It depends. <laughs> Literally, it depends on my mood because I'm so sick of their shit. Like, I just, I can't even, you guys. I can't even. I'm going to go get my pumpkin spice latte, and I can't even. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about Blizzard right now. <laughs>
1: It's basically, look at it this way, Uh, it's two government agencies, uh, two Spider-Man pointing at each other dot gif
0: like it's it's ridiculous anyways uh, yeah go go check out other sources but yeah there's still activision blizzard lawsuits are still a thing that's happening so but yeah that's that is gonna do it for us tonight if you guys want to join in the conversation or attempt to explain to me what is going on in american law you can do that over on our discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord you can also follow us on twitter you can find me jocelyn at joss plays ryan is at r murphy and don't forget to follow the show at the gamers in thanks for staying at the gamers Inn I'm remember. Tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.